0: Hello and welcome back to Basic Bible 102. I'm Margie Smith, and today's lesson is Lesson 13. We're going to be talking about the faithful. And this is part of the New Testament, the life of Christ, the first module. All right, so hopefully you've had a chance to do your homework and maybe read some of these passages. Um, The one that I'm going to start with today is going to be in John, John 16, 1 through 22. And we'll break that up a little bit, because that's a lot of reading. But what this lesson is about is Jesus has come to the point where he wants to describe to his disciples that he's going to die, and he's going to be crucified, and then he will return. Uh, The disciples are having, they they have a struggle with this. Now, this is the last um, part of the teachings of Jesus that we'll cover, and then we'll move more into the miracles. But um, for this part, remember that Jesus is trying to um, explain to them something that is miraculous and that is supernatural. So, of course, they're having a hard time figuring out what he says. Okay, so begin with, uh, let's look at John 16, right at the beginning. And this is Jesus talking. All this I have told you so that you will not go astray. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when the time comes, you will remember that I warned you. I did not tell you this at first because I was with you. Now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you ask me, where are you going? Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief." But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin, righteousness, and judgment. In regard to sin, because men do not believe in me. In regard to righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer, and in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear now, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. Some of the disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? And because I'm going to the Father, they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he's saying. All right. so the disciples are very confused. And part of the reason they're confused is because up to this point, Jesus has been talking about the kingdom of God coming. Some of the disciples were quite certain, in fact, probably most of them, that the kingdom of God was uh, coming to earth, that now Christ would reign as king and uh, literally uh, be the king of Jerusalem, Judea, all the area that was Israel and even beyond that. So they are thinking, oh, finally, we're going to overthrow the Romans. You know, they, they really believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the Christ. But how that's going to be manifest is, in their mind, much more of an earthly way. And Jesus is warning them that that's not going to be the case. So continuing on, verse 19, Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish. Because of her joy, that a child is born into the world. So, with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. Okay, at the beginning of this passage, we see that uh, Jesus warns them that they're going to suffer, that some of them will be killed because they knew him, and that the world will rejoice while they mourn. They mourn that Jesus is gone. So, Jesus says that he has to leave so that the helper, the advocate, the comforter will come. And we've talked about that before of who is that? That is the Holy Spirit. And why is it important that the advocate come to us? Because the Holy Spirit reveals who Jesus is. He will be our source for connecting to God. In fact, the Holy Spirit is what reveals to us the word of God. So when you study the Bible remember at the beginning we talked about how would you begin to understand these parables? You have to have the enlightenment from the Holy Spirit. And even like we talked about last week about when you pray that the Holy Spirit prays to the Father for us. So We are seeing in this passage, Jesus telling them that Holy Spirit is going to be very important. It's going to be very personal, too, as we find out. So the disciples are kind of beginning to realize that Jesus is going to be killed. Um, They know that he's the Son of God. They can't figure this out. Why would he want to die? And obviously, they're afraid because if Jesus dies, everything they've been living their life for will seem in vain. And yet, Jesus promises them that he will return. Okay, now, since they've been prepared that somewhat, even though they don't really understand, and of course, who would understand? You know, if you had been living there at that time before Jesus was crucified, you would have no idea that the people who are following him, who love him, are going to be the ones that say crucify him. All right, so turn now to Matthew 24. I'm going to begin reading with the first verse. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when His disciples came up to Him to call His attention to its building. So the disciples have said, Look, Jesus, isn't this a beautiful temple? And Jesus replies to them, Do you see all these things? He asked, I tell you the truth, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to Him privately. Tell us, they said, When will this happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? All right, one thing you need to remember about this passage and this part where Jesus is talking about his death and his return, and he's also talking about what's going to happen to Israel. So we see this where he says not one stone is going to be left on top of another from the temple, and this actually does happen. This happens in 70 A.D., Uh, but, and the people, obviously the disciples who are still alive can look back and say, we remember when Jesus prophesied this. And so the disciples are curious, well, when is this going to happen? You know, they're so like the rest of us, you know, God, when are you going to do what you've been promising you would do? And even today we say, Lord, when are you going to come back? Because Jesus has promised to return. All right. And, and here he says, they say, well, how will we know that this is, uh, the coming of the end of the age. And Jesus answers them, down in verse 4, Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of war, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom there will be famines and earthquakes in various places all of these are the beginning of the birth pains does that sound familiar a lot of that sometimes we see even now the the famines and the earthquakes and all of that was the birth pains of jesus return he goes on to say Uh, Then you will be handed over to to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people, because the increase of wickedness, the love of most, will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved." And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. All right, so some of the things people talk about today, believers talk about, is the signs of the what has to happen before Jesus will return. And you've probably heard it said that, um, you know, there'll be false prophets. And we look at that as times when someone is preaching that they're the Messiah, um, and, and they're not, they're, they're just... Uh, trying to lead people astray and that um, the, the gospel will be preached to all nations if you wonder why christians work so hard to be missionaries to go into other countries to share the gospel part of that is because the lord is fulfilling his promise to preach the gospel to all nations skip down now to verse 32 of that chapter Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you will know that it is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. So here we see Jesus telling them, just like the fig tree, you know when it's getting to be summer, because you can see it starting to bloom and starting to get leaves. And he's telling his disciples, you'll know when I'm about to reappear. Okay, in verse 36, it says, No one knows about the day or hour, nor even the angels in heaven, nor the sun, but only the Father, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen till the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding with the handmill, one will be taken, the other will be left. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what that day your lord will come but understand this if the owner of the house had known at the time of night the thief was coming he could have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into so also you also must be ready because the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect him all right so we see that jesus says he doesn't even know when he's going to return that that is being left up to god the father and, but that people should be ready, and they won't be ready. It'll be just like in the day of uh, days of Noah, when he warned the people, there's a flood coming, come with me, and no one wanted to go with him. So we can tell others about Jesus, we can tell them that a time is coming when they're going to wish they had believed, and yet many will not believe. You've heard people talk about the rapture, if you've seen anything about the second coming, that the people of God will be uh, brought up to Jesus in the air. They they will be basically disappear from this earth because the Son has come. You see at the end of this passage where he said, two will be standing there, one will be taken, the other one will be left behind. Um, if you've read or saw the Left Behind series, read any of those books, if you are familiar with the idea of the rapture, that Jesus will come, and some people will, his believers, his followers, will be taken with him. And they will just disappear. And then everyone else will be left. Okay, in all this, Jesus is prophesying. He's saying, here's what to look out for. And you'll know the time is coming because you'll see the signs. Uh, Back in Revelations, which we won't get to until the end of the next chapter, Module for Basic Bible 102. If you took Basic Bible 101, the New Testament, the we covered Re- Revelations very quickly. But you notice that there's a passage in there where it basically talks about the the second coming of Christ and the rapture, the people who have been taken out of this world. Uh, there's more to come. There, in fact, there's a lot more, and we will cover that um, in the uh, in Revelations when we do that. But for now, keep in mind that people will have been given ample opportunities to believe, and yet they won't. Um, If you look from here on down, starting with verse 45 of Matthew 24, this is the passage that was in your homework, 45 to 51. And in here he's saying, who then is faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? I will be... It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, My master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of the servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour when he is not aware of and he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth so in the end it's not a pretty sight and those who have chosen not to believe will suffer accordingly and even those who believe might lose heart and say you know what i don't think jesus is coming back i i think everything i've been taught is a lie and they will just become more like the people that are just part of this world, the, um, the ones who do not believe. And because of that, when Jesus comes, he's going to say, you aren't faithful. You didn't stick with it. So you will suffer just as much as they do. Now, you're probably saying, wait, I thought if I believed in Jesus that I would be protected from then on. That's all I had to do, you know, saved by faith. And all that is exactly right. But you can't separate that from the fact that if the Holy Spirit is in you and you've had uh, understood what, that you are saved, that uh, Jesus died on the cross for you and forgave your sins, if you turn back from that and say, well, maybe I didn't really believe it, then that is considered kind of quenching the Spirit, telling the Spirit, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. That's a scary place to be. And I would say be very careful. There are many who believe that that is the unpardonable sin. That is the thing that uh, will cause you to um, end up in hell. So be careful about your faith Uh respect it. Respect the Holy Spirit when it speaks to you. That is God telling you, you're, you're getting too far away from me. Uh, that is Jesus calling you back, saying, I want you with me. I want you with me till the end of the age. I want you to be faithful. Now know this, it is hard for us to be faithful. It is hard to be faithful day to day, hour to hour. So easy to slip up. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit constantly pulling us. And we need to listen to that Spirit. And I know it's hard. I know there are days when you just think, oh, this is just too much for me. But that's why We have the Holy Spirit because he gives us the power and the ability to uh, overcome, overcome temptation, overcome that lackadaisical, well, Jesus has delayed so long. That would be easy for us to think now that it's uh, the 2,000 years since Jesus died on the cross. But most of us know that since Jesus didn't even know the day or the hour, how can we know? We can only know that it will come. And just as we mentioned a little bit ago in the days of um, Noah, when Noah warned the people and they wouldn't come, we will be in exactly the same situation, warning people, and uh, then Jesus will return. Okay, so in your study, you probably, in your homework, you saw the question, do you want Jesus to return right now? Why or why not? And the thing is, sometimes we would rather have Jesus delay. And why? be Because we want some of our family or our friends to come to know Jesus. Or it might be because we haven't had a chance to get married or to, to uh, experience life on this earth. Believe me, nothing on this earth is ever going to compare to what heaven is like. So never think that that I don't want to go yet. Because we do want to go. We want to be where Jesus is. And the the things that we think you know Jesus is delaying he's and, and fortunately, so that um, my my mom or my dad or my brother or sister can come to know the Lord, pray for them because this is the time that uh, becomes critical because it because you don't ever know the day or the time, not just that Jesus is coming, but also that our time on this earth is over. okay so we've had this time to talk about how to prepare, and who is going to be considered the faithful, and what will happen to Christ followers who fall away. Um, There are many different interpretations of that part, and so I would leave that to your uh, future Bible studies, uh, to your pastor, or um, whoever is your mentor in the faith, because these are hard passages, and it's not so easy for um, new believers to sort that out. In fact, it won't be that easy ever, but it will get easier because the more you know of the scripture, the more you can pull from here, from there, from other um, parts of scripture that shed light on that. Okay, turn now with me to Luke 12, and this is the last part that we'll cover today. Okay, this passage is going to sound very familiar because a few weeks ago we were talking about the kingdom of heaven. Uh, it talked about the bridesmaids who are not ready, hit, that did not have enough oil in their lamps, and this is kind of uh, following along that same uh, line. Okay, turn down uh, to verse 35. Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning, like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose masters find them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. But understand this, if the owner of the house has known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect it. Okay, that is the same passage we just read a minute ago, that last part about uh, if, if the like a thief in the night, and you probably heard that phrase too, that Jesus will come like a thief in the night when we least expect it. Okay, Jesus is further emphasizing here the importance of watching for His return and being ready, and so how can we be ready for Christ's return? Basically, by staying in the faith, by um, spending time in the Word, by sharing your faith with others, and by abiding in christ letting the holy spirit keep you in his um, good graces i guess you would say but more than that keeping him uh the holy spirit within you close and listening to it all right i know these are hard passages and that's why it takes a while to begin to understand them you can see that in basic bible there's a lot of um passages that need further study, and that's why it is a lifetime quest to study the Bible. In preparing for next week, remember there are a lot of passages about healings, about miracles, and so next week's passages uh, are basically Pretty much all of the rest of the New Testament. Um, So I will just uh, go ahead and post those on the website and encourage you to uh, look up the ones you have time to look up. Otherwise, we'll hit and miss a few different passages. So for next week, I hope you have a chance to do your homework and uh, have not gotten too um, confused by today's lessons. I know it's hard. There, there, like I said, there are plenty of passages in Scripture that don't seem to make sense, but it's no different than the disciples wondering what in the world was Jesus talking about when he said he was going to be gone a little while and then he'd be back. Um, so we are right in there right now understanding the things that have been revealed by the Holy Spirit and trusting God for the things that we do not yet understand. Okay, have a great week, and until next time, be blessed.